Amen. Good morning, church. My name is Ben. Uh, I'm a proud uncle and godfather, and three of my, uh, two of my nieces and one of my nephews are part of Artisan Church community right over here, Clara and Christian and uh, Bonnie Rose, who's just at the back there with Corey. Yep. Hi, Bonnie. I call her Bonnie. Her name's Rose, though. Um, today, we're continuing our message um, short message on uh, uh, Jesus's most famous sermon, the Sermon on the Mount, and it's on prayer. Jesus starts talking about prayer, and uh, I think the heart of the message today is that our Father sees us and knows us, and he's listening when we pray, and so just to put that out right at the front, our Father sees us and knows us, and he's listening when we pray. Uh, Let me say uh, one more quick prayer for myself, and then we'll keep going. Heavenly Father, help me uh, speak well and communicate some of your heart. That's my heart, God. Amen. Uh, Okay, I got uh, got the NIV translation, Matthew 6, verses 5 to 8. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites. And uh, Stephanie did an awesome message last week, and she talked about how hypocrites is like actors. It's a hypocritos, or it's like the word they used to use for masks. You know, it's like, hey, when you pray... Do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, don't keep on babbling like the pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. I'm going to jump ahead here to verse 16. He says, And when you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show everyone they're fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen. And your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Stephanie did such a good job uh, last week about talking about this emphasis on not doing our acts of righteousness or giving to the poor to be seen. And, and uh, if you haven't heard that message, I would encourage you to go on the podcast and, and listen to Stephanie's talk. And I was, when I'm looking at this, this Bible verse today, this is what I'm thinking. Okay, this is the first thing I see. I see Jesus is taking that stuff that is um, traditionally we put in the re- make a religious show of. And he's saying, no, 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 you got to bring it. And he's bringing it back into a relational kind of category. So he's not saying don't do it. He's not saying, hey, don't give, don't pray, don't fast. He's saying, hey, but when you pray, when you fast, when you give, and he says, take it out of this show of religious effort. You know, and that, if you've been around church for a long time, even for followers of Jesus, Christians, right? This is religious, uh, religion 101 is you try to show that you're really good at being religious. I remember as a family, one of, or as a child in my family, one of the things that really kind of messed with my head growing up is like, and I don't know if this is true of your family, is on the way to church, we'd, it'd be chaotic and we'd be arguing pretty hard. 
And then you get to church and everyone's happy. <laughs> and everyone, you just kind of, and it's like, it was like this religious show and I just learned the religious show. And my parents are awesome. They're so authentic. They're so loving. They're so kind. But, and it was, I mean, that's all, that's normal. It's kind of like when you're fighting at home and, and in the olden days before you had caller ID and the phone would ring and you'd be like arguing and ah, and then the phone rings and you go, hi, and you're like smiling. And like the way you're treating your family is like, well, we have this temptation to have, kind of show, be, show that we're religious, show that we're good at giving, we're good at praying. And some of us even that we're fasting and really spiritual. I, I love the Bible, and so I, I'm always tempted to tell people how much I know the Bible. Uh, like, I, I love, like, I love just showing off my Bible knowledge, and, and so that's been a temptation for me for years, and Jesus is saying, don't, when you pray, don't make it a show. Don't do it in public, like, and, and show off. It's not that don't pray with others, and don't, he's saying, hey, but go to a secret place. Your Father sees you, and so all of a sudden, too, he's saying, and I love that, he's saying, your father, your father sees you, right? And I, I love how uh, the message translation, uh, how Eugene translated this. We have this on the screen. It's a long, long chunk here. He says, be especially, I want to read you the part about giving, too. It says, be especially careful when you're trying to be good so that you don't make a performance out of it. It might be good theater, but the God who made you won't be applauding. Ouch. <laughs> when you do something for someone else, don't call attention to yourself. You've seen them in action, I sh I'm sure. Play actors, I call them. Treating prayer meeting and street corner alike as a stage. Acting compassionate as long as someone is watching. Playing to the crowds. They get applause, true, but that's all they get. When you help someone out, don't think about how it looks. Just do it quietly and unobtrusively. This is the way of your God who conceived you in love. Working behind the scenes helps you out. And when you come before God, don't turn that into a theatrical production either. All these people making a regular show out of their prayers, hoping for stardom. Do you think God sits in a box seat? Oh, wait, just pause there. Isn't that, I love that. I'm just like picturing like a box seat and God being like, ooh, look at how she's praying. <laughs> wow, angels, get over here. Look at this. Right? Like, it's like, do you think God sits in a box seat? Here's what I want you to do. Find a quiet, secluded place so you won't be tempted to role play before God. Just be there as simply and, and honestly as you, can, and as, as you can manage. The focus will shift from you to God and you will begin to sense his grace. The world is full of so-called prayer warriors who are prayer ignorant. They're full of formulas and programs and advice, peddling techniques for getting what you want from God. Don't fall for that nonsense. This is your father you're dealing with. And he knows better than, than you what you need. With a God like this loving you, you can pray very simply. Isn't that amazing? I mean, I think the first, this is a short Sunday. The first point, and there's only two, is, is your father sees you. You don't have to put on a show. Your father sees your father. He's, he knows you. He loves you. He knows your heart. And, he's, and, and so when we go, and I, I love this, this, you don't have to put on a show. I, I realize as I grow in prayer that, um, I say grow in prayer, as I've tried lots of different ways to pray, that I, I'm always trying to take from the religious system, the religious checklist category, and bring it over to relational. And that's what Jesus is doing here. He's saying, no, just go, be yourself, be in, on your own. Let me, uh, the next part, I want to read that to you again from the NIV. Jesus says, he says, when you pray, don't keep on babbling like the pagans, he says, for they think they'll be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. 
uh, this idea of babbling like the pagans. He, it's, it's quite, you know, it's like confrontational, saying, hey, you don't have to pray like the people who aren't, aren't children of God. You can pray differently. And then he says, your father. I love that. He's saying, it's not necessarily just babbling the same words. It's not that we don't repeat the same prayers, because in Luke 11, we see that Jesus says, hey, like, a, like a, a, w- a widow who goes to an unjust judge, like a neighbor who goes to his friend at midnight. There's this, there sometimes is a coming before God again and again and again. But he's saying it's not because of your many words. This is important. It's not because of your many words. And it's not a certain formula of your words and prayers. It's actually because he's your father and he loves you. Uh, I... Um, I really do believe that we can pray about anything, big things and small things. And one time God was trying to teach me something big, and, and through a small thing, it really hit home. And um, some, many of you know I work for an organization called Alpha, and we, uh, this is, let me just tell you this so that I can tell you the story. Um, with Alpha, I got to ho- be a host of uh, uh, the Alpha Youth Series, and uh, we do an episode on prayer. And one of the craziest stories that I'm going to tell you right now, we we, we didn't, I got to share this story in our episode, and we made a cartoon of it. And so it's my story, which is so fun, but it's a cartoon of my story. And then what I want to do is I want to read you the, the, my story, and, I want, and so we can see it on the screen. Is that okay? So this is like, this is a true story, okay? And let me just set it up. I was, I just finished a year as an intern at a church, and through that year, as a student, you know, you're struggling for money. And I, at the beginning of the school year, I, had asked, I was prayerfully asking God, God, what are you trying to teach me this year? And one of the things that I felt like God put on my heart was, I'm trying to teach you that I will take care of everything you need. I will, this was the phrase, I will take care of everything you need. And I was like, okay. And I've, I've, I know enough of the Bible to say, okay, he's my provider, Jehovah Jireh. Like, okay, you're going to provide for me, Right. And so he was trying to teach me that through the year. At the end of this internship, this is what happened. Okay, are we ready, Heather? Yeah, we're ready. She, she's so good. Okay, so here we go. You can go next slide. Yeah. Oh, we are? Video, the video, yeah. Sorry. So when I was 24, I moved back to Vancouver after being away for a year. And me and my friend Mark got a place together. I was so broke that my friend Mark had to loan me money for the first month's rent and money for food. One day I was going to the bathroom and I noticed that we were out of toilet paper. And I said, God, I can't even believe this. It was like, prayed, I need you to provide for me. I can't even afford toilet paper. The next day, I'm driving on the highway, true story, and up ahead I see something fluttering. I realize it's rolls of individually wrapped toilet paper. I pull the car over. And I start grabbing dozens of individually wrapped toilet paper rolls. And I drove away that day with enough toilet paper to last me for months. <laughs> this is a true story, guys. And I, uh, you know, I think that sometimes in faith you have to like, you create little altars and memories. And so this is one of the toilet paper rolls that I found. This was in 2005. I've had this as a monument. May I put this on the table with the candles? This is... This is, what, this is a true story. I'm driving down the highway, and there's two things happening then. I'm thinking, does heaven have a box seat? No, they don't have a box seat, but is God laughing? He's like, yeah. I'm, I'm imagining angels are going, they're taking bets on whether or not I'll pull over. God is like, I'll provide, and let's see. And the angels will be like, I bet you he stops. And some of the angels are like, no, no one would stop on the highway to collect toilet paper. 
And they're like, no, 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 you don't know Ben. He's going to stop. He's going to stop. And this is, a, this is crazy. This is a true, this is one of my rolls of toilet paper. And so this toilet paper I have in my house, and I, this is really funny. I have it, to my wife's dismay, in my living room. I have this, I kind of tuck it away on a shelf. And, but it's like, it's there to remind me. It's there to remind me because it was like one of those moments where it's like two things were happening. God was saying, Ben, I told you. I will take care of everything you need. And God was like obviously kind of just showing off that he has a really funny sense of humor. Because it's like this. Like this. I'm dodging cars to get toilet paper. And I'm, I'm laughing so hard. I can't even believe it, you guys. What a... Guys... Can I be clear? I think this is a really, really silly example of God answering a prayer. It was barely a prayer. It was more of a complaint. And, and some people say, oh, the prayer is just coincidence. And it's like, yeah, no, but I've seen God answer in little things and in big things. That year, there was so many little miracles that happened that were like, you know, I, would, I, I still wanted to give to my friends and give to, to those who needed. So I was trying to give while I still needed. And that's really scary. Right? So, but at the same time, I was trying to give, and God would provide for me to give and, and provide for me to sustain me. And so he's provided for me so many different ways uh, as answers to prayer. And the, then you think about big things. You think about relational things. You think about even things in the community, the city, the country. And I really do believe that God answers prayer. At Alpha, we, I'm really thankful for our leadership. And they say, hey, prayer is a part of our work. They don't say we pray for the work. We do pray for the work, but it's also that prayer is the work, we say. Prayer is the work. So every day, almost every day, sometimes we're, we forget because we've got to take initiative as a team. Uh, but every day we take time to pray and we're saying, hey, this is the work. One time it really hit home for me that someone believed in the power of prayer. Uh, at my Bible college, I was at a Bible college called Pacific Life Bible College. And they're hosting like a conference. And it was a, a kind of an encounter type conference where like we really wanted to go deep. And so they, they recruited, recruited people to pray. And I volunteered to be one of the people to pray. So it was three or four prayer meetings leading up and then you pray throughout the conference just asking God to change our lives. And I remember at the, I, I went to a couple prayer meetings and then they gave me a check. And it was only a check for $20. But it was a check. And they, and they kind of said, hey, like a thank you for praying. And I was like, What? I was like so hit by this. I was like, what, you think prayers are worth money? <laughs> like you think prayers are worth like, hey, no, this is really important, so we're actually gonna put some resources towards this as well. I was like, this is wild. And, it, and I loved it, so I cashed the check, but before I cashed it, I, I photocopied it, and I put it up in my room, and uh, I, that, again, that was just a little monument, not my room now, it's not in my room now. Uh, but it was a little monument to say, wow, like my prayers can change things. My prayers are worth something. And uh, I know it's funny, but there's this, this sense, guys, God, your Father, he sees you, and he knows what you need. He knows what you need. I wonder, just to wrap our time together, and, and we'll pray, and then I'll have the worship team come back up and lead us in a couple more songs. Uh, I wonder if we could just talk about a few ideas on how to start praying or continue praying. And so I have a few ideas uh, that some of the things that I've used over the years and some of my good friends have used. I've done a lot of journaling. Uh, I've tried it with paper. I've tried it uh, with my, on my phone. I've tried it on my iPad with a, like a keyboard. And uh, I've tried lots of different ways, but I'll just journal my prayers. Uh, anybody else journal as some of your prayers? 
Yeah, awesome. And then uh, I, I love to go for walks with Jesus. My friend Landry, he loves walking with Jesus. That's kind of his, his, his thing for prayer. Anybody just go for walks? You're like, hey, just going to go for a walk and talk to God? Yeah? Yeah. It's, they, these are the things. How about songs? How many like songs are my jam? That's how I pray. Like even this morning as we were praying, I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah, like the songs are worship. Sometimes what I do is I'm listening to a song and I'll, I'll sing a verse and a chorus and then I'll just I'll let my mind not focus on the song and I'll pray for something else. Pray for some friends, pray for family. And then, and then maybe a verse or chorus later, I'll come back and I'll sing it. I love doing that. What else? A silence. Just waiting on God. Silence and solitude. Yeah, is it? All right. And Bible. I love praying the Bible. Have you guys ever tried praying the Bible like the Psalms? So take a Psalm like uh, Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Well, there's so many ways you can just turn that, that first verse of Psalm 23 into prayers. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. God, thank you that you're my shepherd. Thank you that you take care of me. I shall not be in want. God, it feels like I'm in want. <laughs> can you reveal, can you provide for these needs? That's what, needs. That's what uh, Jesus talks about. He, he gives us the Lord's prayer. That's what it's called because he's the Lord and he gave it to us. He says, hey, ask for your daily bread. He says, and so he's, I love that, Psalm 23, uh, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It's just one way we can uh, you pray the Bible. And uh, a fast, Jesus talks about fasting. We don't have enough time today to unpack those verses on fasting. But fasting is something that the church has been doing for years. My friend Mara and my friend Tim, they're so good at fasting. What's awesome is Mara, it comes from a Catholic background. Tim comes from like a non-denominational, Pentecostal type background. We work together and there's this, this unity around their faith and they join their faith and they fast and pray. And uh, it's just so beautiful. And, and they're saying there's something significant that happens when we deny our own appetites and we open our hearts to God. Mara is so cute. She's always uh, hiding the fact that she's fasting because that's what he says, right? He says, hey, don't, don't tell anyone you're fasting. He says, wash your hair, brush your teeth, like, just, like, don't be like, oh, I'm just so hungry today, guys. You know why? Ask me. <laughs> like, he's like, don't do that. He just says, hey. And so Mary, I say, hey, Mary, you want to have lunch? And she says, she, she's like, uh, uh, she gets really nervous because she doesn't want it because the Lord says, don't tell, brag about it. And I'm like, Mary, are you fasting again? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, you can tell me you're fasting. That's encouraging for me. I'm like, just don't brag about it, okay? She goes, okay. <laughs> she's so cute. She's like, hey, Mary, you, what are you doing today for lunch? Because uh, uh, <laughs> she just looks at, she's like, huh? like, it's so good. What else? Reminders. Have you got anybody do reminders? Sometimes you can set a, a reminder on your phone. Uh, my goddaughter Molly, Melissa and I's goddaughter Molly, is uh, in doing Youth with a Mission YWAM in Perth right now. She just left yesterday to Nepal to work, uh, and sh- they're going to probably be working with uh, children who they're rescuing out of trafficking situations. And uh, and so I said, Molly, I'm setting my alarm, and so I'm going to do like a, I'm going to check what time zone it is in Nepal, and probably early in the morning when it's her time, whether that's five o'clock our time or whatever, I'm going to have an alarm go off at least six days a week where I'm like, oh, say a prayer for Molly. Say a prayer for her team. Say a prayer for those kids that she's working with. And uh, I, used to, um, I used to pray for my sponsor kid, Harry Prasanth from India, uh, when, I got, when I took the keys out of my pocket and, and went into my door. I got the idea from my friend Darian because he would kind of have, he would like put a leaf in his pocket and then he would pray for certain things whenever he felt the leaf in his pocket. He loves nature, so he would like rip it off trees and put it in his pocket. Um, but do you maybe set some reminders. Any other ideas, like just before we end and say a prayer, and my, the worship team, you guys can come back up. Any other ideas 
Prayer night. Yeah, pray at Soma, 2468 Scotia Street. That's how I remember the address because it's really 2468 Scotia Street is Soma, and that's where we're praying, right? Tomorrow night, pray with others. Yeah, pray with others is so important. What else? Pray when you're on the toilet. I said that to pray. I mean, I have a cartoon about it. I have prayed on the toilet before. The original cartoon had me praying on the toilet, and I was like, no, you have to put me on a couch. That's too sacrilege. You can't have me praying on the... I mean, for the wider audience, you know what I mean? Not for, not for you, you know, like... But and what else? What else, how, what else ideas, or how do you pray? How have you prayed over the years? Anybody, like, do art in prayer, as prayer? Yeah? What else? Anything else come to mind? Music? Did someone say Music? Yeah, make music, to prayer to music. Love that. Let me, why don't we stand together this morning? And I think the invitation for us this week, today and this week, is to take prayer out of the religious to-do list and pull it into relational. As Jesus says, you don't have to Keep babbling like the pagans. You don't have to put a show, a religious show of effort into this. Just go. Your father sees you. Your father knows you. He knows what you need before you do, better than you do. And so that's, that's our invitation is to be with our father. Not just God the creator, though he is that. But he's also, he's like right here. He's our father. He's with us. He cares. And so let's pray now, and then we'll I'll turn it over to the team, and we can worship and, and pray as we sing. This morning, because it's a shorter Sunday, we don't have communion, um, but we're just going to keep responding in prayer and worship. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we're grateful this morning. We're grateful for, uh, for what you've done for us, that you've made a way, that you've made a way for us to know you, made a way for us to talk to you, that we can come boldly, we can come with courage, we can come with confidence into the presence of our Father. We can turn our hearts and minds to you, not just with formal prayers, but even conversationally, honest, struggle, celebration, excitement, pain. We can come with all of it, God, to you, our, our good Father. Yeah, so we stand in your presence today and we say thank you for that. And help each one of us. There's, I know there's so many hearts in here today, God, that are longing to, be, to grow in prayer, to grow in their relationship with you. And we ask that you would help us. We ask that you would increase our passion. Uh, thank you that you've given us a spirit of love and power and self-discipline. And help us to get to know you better and to be, uh, learn how to pray. Thank you. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Maybe I'll just leave that toilet paper there.